et cetera. Um, let me again formally open and welcome uh, honorable members, uh, minister, deputy minister, um, official from the Department of Employment and Labor, uh, honorable members, um, the CCMA uh, leadership, uh, the staff of uh, the committee and staff of the uh, parliament, uh, general, especially from the communication unit. Um, can I check uh, if there are any apologies? Uh, good morning, Chair. At the moment, we have not received any apologies except the outstanding ones, Ms. Matevula and Mr. Lansman. We also have an apology for, uh, for our committee secretary, Madia Solomons. All right. And in attendance currently, we have you, Chair. We have Honorable Boshoff, we have Honorable Moshodi, we have Honorable Lont, and also Mr. Moimang, Honorable Moimang. Yeah. Thanks, Chair. Thank you so much. Um, let me also indicate that uh, Honorable Dango and Honorable Mamarhane may join us uh, a, a, a bit late. Uh, uh, they are currently in Parliament uh, to inspect uh, the readiness of the NCOP section of Parliament. Uh, I think uh, after that, then the decision will be taken whether uh, we should have a hybrid uh, or full uh, attendance uh, by NCOP uh, permanent delegates. Um, there was an indication that the, the decision might be taken that all members uh, should return, but it would be based on the assessment uh, that uh, they are involved in uh, uh, this morning. So he told me that they will be there at nine. <laughs> um, so maybe there's some bit of a uh, delays. Uh, so they will be joining us uh, soon thereafter. <laughs> Uh, we also received an apology from uh, the, the CCMA Director, Advocate Cameron Mojani, uh, and also the Director General of the Department of Employment and Labor. Um, let me turn over now to the Minister for the opening. I'm a fruit. Committee secretary. Uh, the, the, the teacher is here. Just oh, the teacher is here. Oh, okay. here. oh, okay. Welcome, the yeah. teacher. Uh, we you. received something that you won't be available. <laughs> There's a list of uh, the delegation from the department and the SSMA. Okay, we welcome. Yeah, so, sorry, Chairperson. Uh, director, is to me present, but I'll be in and out. My apology still stands. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, Good morning. Good morning, Chairperson and members. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be in and out. I was not supposed to be in, but I just thought maybe the initial part I'll be here. But I'll be in and out, Chairperson. Yeah, please, please accept my apology. Okay, we will definitely accept your, your apology. In fact, I'm also. Decided to come physically too. 
to parliament Sorry. now. We oh. decided that you will come physically to parliament. Oh, thank you for the information. Uh, Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, perhaps we'll get it formally as to when uh, we're going to start. Perhaps uh, the Minister of Labour, because I think he'll be the last to to deliver the budget vote debate in the uh, NCOP uh, on the 15th. Um, so by that time, we'll be back in, 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 in Parliament. So uh, must uh, block off that the Honourable Minister, whilst I'm also giving uh, uh, to you for the opening remarks. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Comrade Chairperson. And uh, the recording in progress. The members of the committee, um, the deputy minister, the DG, and all the officials of the department, and the entities, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the opportunity, Chairperson. Uh, uh, today, also in the afternoon, I'm delivering the the budget vote, 31, <laughs> um, in the National Assembly, of course, in a new arrangement. The management of the CCMA will provide, of course, the, 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 the details. And uh, I would just like to briefly flag the following uh, contributions that the CCMA makes, ensuring orderly labor relations and uh, preventing and resolving disputes. It helps maintain the system of collective bargaining, which in turn helps maintain labor peace and promotes economic uh, development. My apologies, Chairperson, I must close my door. And uh, I was saying the CCMA helps the system of collective bargaining, which in turn helps maintain labor peace and promotes economic uh, <clears throat> development. A stable labor market is conducive to investment. So the CCMA is a vital cog in the machinery of promoting that decent work helping to ensure the labor legislation is enforced. It also helps that vulnerable workers receive monies due to them from the employer. And the CCMA also contributes to preventing job losses through its processing of the Section 89A, those applications and referral of the distressed businesses to normal tariffs, that is the temporary employment and employee relief scheme. It also fulfills its mandate amongst others by enforcing the following legislation, the National Minimum Wage Act, the Section 73A of the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, the Employment Equity um, Dispute Resolutions, Section 189, 189A of the interventions and job savings initiatives. So to appreciate the scale of the CCMA operations, 
2019 the council received over 221 referrals, although this number subsequently declined as a result of the lockdown during the first two years of the pandemic. In 2021, 17 bargaining councils made use of the CCMA's case management system, capturing and processing over 20,000 cases. And then in 2021-22, numbers jumped to 21 bargaining councils and nearly 32,000 cases, a rise in the caseload of over 50%. Again, in a, in a, in a 2021-22, the CCMA handled nearly 100,000 unfair dismissal referrals. 600 of these allegedly linked to uh, COVID-19. In the same period, the council handled two, two and a half thousand unfair discrimination referrals. So, in relation to labor market stability, so the economic development and economic development. So the CCMA has handled 4,000 wage-related issues per annum. So the scale and the impact of the work done, the CCMA speaks for itself. I know that honorable members might be worried about the new waves of strike and those who have been observing the labor market, it's that period of bargaining. Uh, It's that period of bargaining. And uh, of course, we use the CCMA once we see that matters are not getting resolved, but we're always very reluctant just to jump in into uh, the bargaining issues. There are dispute resolving mechanisms which are in place, but where it's necessary, we we jump in. And when the strikes are becoming, I mean, are not getting resolved. But as long as members understand, it is that period of bargaining which normally raises tensions. And again, thank you for this opportunity. And I want to assure the committee that the department and the executive authority value your input and affirm our commitments to the principle of parliamentary oversight of the executive authority. Let me pause uh, the chairperson. Uh, comprehensive and granular detail will be provided by the management of the CCMA. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Minister, uh, for the opening remarks. Um, I will now hand over to Mr. Murua and and perhaps ask him to also introduce uh, uh, his delegation. Uh, over to you, Mr. Moro. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. And um, good morning. Good morning to the Honorable Minister of the Department of Employment and Labor, the Deputy Minister, Director General, Honorable Members that are here today, the Director of the CCMA, Professor Mrajani, Exco members of the CCMA and all present. I thank you very much for the honor and privilege to invite CCMA to this very important uh, session because uh, ours is uh, just. Sorry, Mr. Murat. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll appreciate if you can uh, please uh, switch on your video. Okay. Thank you. 
Am I am I visible? Yes, you are. If you can just okay. adjust, uh, yeah, yes. Okay. Up again. Thank up again. Yeah, there you are. That's All right. Okay. Thank you. So thank, much. You, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. So let me arrange a little collage. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Minister. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, uh, as I was acknowledging the, the presence of all here, I think I ended up at the acknowledgement of everybody here uh, for this session, especially uh, the Honourable Minister, as I've indicated, the Deputy Minister, Director General. Uh, honorable members, as well as the director and the exco of the uh, CCMA. Uh, honorable Chair, mine is to come and expand more on what the minister has already touched on. But perhaps before we do that, I've noticed as we were waiting for the, for the meeting to start, that when we have our colleagues in the Kaysetan uh, area and we know what's happening in that part of the country, uh, our hearts goes out to them, and for us, all we can say is obviously to pray in the way that we normally pray through our national anthem that says Africa, because uh, what is going on there is really a tragedy. And, uh, our hearts are out to our fellow colleagues in the KwaZulu-Natal province. Now, getting into my presentation, Chairperson, let me start with the outline of the presentation, because. Um, Everything I must say that the minister has touched on is what the presentation is all about. And by way of start, uh, uh, Chairperson, my presentation will be looking at eight things. The first thing is the employment law framework and the constitutional provision as to where the CCMA gets the mandate and the power to do what they do on a daily basis. The second thing is we are going to be looking at... Can, can you fly it whilst you're talking on it, uh, please, uh, Mr. Moore? Oh, okay. I, I uh, thought you have it there, and I'm not sure if I'm able to fly no, it. I'm not, I'm not quite not, good in yeah. technology. Uh, can I then get my PA to help me on that? Okay. I think, oh, yeah, we've got it on now, yes. Oh, yeah. You can continue. Is, All right. Okay, thank you very much. Um, as it appears there, my name is Mora, uh, because I know my two-barrel name is too long for others to pronounce it. But you can simply call me Mora. I'm the acting national senior commissioner of the CCMA, and I've been uh, requested by the director of the CCMA to come and give this presentation to this committee. And as I've said, it's an honor and privilege for us. Now, getting into the presentation outline, uh, we're going to be looking into the law framework and the constitutional provision as to where the CCMA has the mandate uh, to deal with what it is dealing with on a daily basis. Secondly, we'll be looking at the mandatory functions of the CCMA. If uh, I'm not sure if uh, I'm able to move the slide as I'm presenting. I don't think I can. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm at 1.2 where I was talking about the mandatory functions of the CCMA. We'll be also looking at the caseload management in terms of dispute resolution on our cases at the CCMA as well as those at the bargaining councils. As you would know, that CCMA accredited bargaining councils, and we all fall within the same dispute resolution body. 
hence we must uh, report on all uh, dispute resolution cases in the whole country, including those of the Pakistan. We will also be looking at dispute prevention and workplace outreach. This is a unit that specifically deals with awareness raising, with trainings and uh, capacity building of our users on a daily basis. Um, uh, chairperson. Uh, again, uh, we'll be looking at, going to the next slide, we'll be looking at, we'll be looking at the indirect contribution that CCMA makes towards the labor peace and the economic development that the minister passed on through our unit of collective bargaining. We'll also be looking at the indirect contribution towards a poverty reduction, unemployment and inequality through the statutory functions uh, that we do on a daily basis. Of course, there are challenges and we will be looking at how we assist the vulnerable workers to enforce the awards uh, on monetary uh, payment. Um, there's a distinction because our awards can be by way of reinstatement or employment and others are by way of monetary and we assist the vulnerable that qualifies in terms of the statutory provisions, those that have been awarded uh, monetary uh, payments uh, through the awards. We'll also be looking at the 2022 social impact in terms of targeted plans and programs on stakeholder management. That's in a nutshell uh, the outline of what CCMA will be presenting to the committee today. And getting into the... Can I also ask uh, Mr. Murat if uh, you should, you can be done by uh, quarter past 11? Okay, I'll do my best, uh, Chairperson. I'll do my very best. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Um, as appears on the screen, the employment law framework and the constitutional provision uh, is covered in those pieces of legislation displayed uh, on the screen. First is the constitution. Uh, that gives rise to all these other legislations. The Labor Relations Act, the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, as well as the Employment um, Equity Act. Um, then, outlining all of this uh, framework, Chairperson, top of all this is the international labor organizations in terms of its policies and conventions that gave rise obviously to some of our legislation and then followed by the constitution and from the constitution we have all those pieces of legislation that appears there being the labor relations act the basic conditions employment act employment equity act the newly uh, promulgated national minimum wage act unemployment insurance act as well as the occupational health and safety act those are the framework that gives the ccma powers that it has so that on a daily basis, we can be able to deal with the cases that we can do. And we then have the mandatory functions uh, in terms of the Labor Relations Act. Moving into the slide, you will see that we have seven of those. Uh, first, to conciliate the workplace disputes. And we also have the power to arbitrate. We establish the picketing rules in respect of protected rights and lockouts. We consider applications for accreditation and subsidies, as I've mentioned earlier, that we accredit banking councils. We administer the essential services committee, as you would know. Some of the uh, services that are rendered in the country are declared essential because of their nature 
and the livelihood that may be involved uh, from time to time. We facilitate the establishment of workplace forums and statutory councils. We also compile and publish statistics and information about our activities. Those are the mandatory functions of the CCMA. Moving into the discretionary functions of the CCMA, uh, we supervise the ballots for unions and employers' organizations, um, as and when they may want to have the ballots, for example, during the possible strike action. We provide training, as I've indicated, we have a unit dispute prevention and uh, workplace outreach. We provide training and information relating to the uh, primary objectives of the Act. We advise the parties uh, in terms of, of the law uh, on a on any dispute in terms of the procedures that the parties may follow. We offer to resolve dispute that may have not been referred to the CCMA, but that may have an impact on the society and possibly be of public interest. We publish guidelines on any aspect of the LRA and we also make the rules. We conduct and publish the researches that informs, for example, how we approach things that assist our commissioners and everybody else. We train and advise um, on collective bargaining structures, workplace restructuring, consultation processes, termination of employment, employment equity programs, and dispute preventions. We also assist on the administration nature of employee earning, as we have indicated already, those that are earning below the uh, threshold um, 2%. We also determine fees that the CCMA can charge and regulate practice and procedures for conciliation and arbitration hearings. Uh, moving into the presentation, we just thought we need to therefore look into the caseload management as touched already by the Minister of uh, Employment and Labor. And these are the figures on the presentation. In 2019-2020 financial year, CCMA dealt with 221,547 thousand referrals. That's how much CCMA was kept busy. And as a result of the COVID restrictions, lockdown levels, regulation and office closures, the number of referrals received during 2021 decreased by 67,000. And this, this justifies and demonstrates the decrease because of the restrictions, the lockdown that uh, the country had to embark on as part of managing the pandemic. A further decrease in the number of referrals received during 21-22 was noted, and this was just a mere 2,634. And this decrease of referrals and comparing same with the number of Section 189 referrals received on the last year, it is because of the less retrenchments as a result of the labor market stabilizing. Now, these are the three years. If we move to the next slide, uh, you will see uh, the referrals in terms of the actual numbers. Starting with the year, financial year 1920, uh, we dealt with 221,547 that we spoke about. There was a degree decrease in terms of the referrals due to the lockdowns restrictions that we spoke about. And we see, we saw 154,143,000 referrals in the year 2020, 2021. In 2021, 2022, we dealt with 156, 
777,000 referrals, and you would note an increase on the number of referrals there because we started seeing the relaxation of the of the of the restrictions, and also people were beginning to respond to the hybrid models of referral system that we have introduced as the commission. Uh, 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 chairperson. Now, moving into the next slide, we're just uh, looking at the comparison from April 2021, we have seen 12,214 referrals that were received by the commission. And we're comparing that with April 2022, where we have received 11,653 referrals with a degree with a degrees of 561 uh, referrals. Now the CCMA doors have now been opened, Chairperson, uh, from the 1st of May. And obviously we are anticipating a considerable number of referrals to uh, increase going forward uh, into the financial year. Moving into the next slide. Uh, we looked into April 2019 to March 2020, where we had 16 bargaining councils, as we have referred to them earlier, who have used our system called case management system. This is the system that assists in managing our web on daily basis. Uh, the councils on their own had to deal with 20,643 uh, cases that were kept in process as per the case management system. And in the following year of 2020-2021, then there were 17 bargaining councils that dealt with 20,681, a slight increase in the number of cases that were dealt with in that financial year. In 21-2022, there were 21 bargaining councils that uh, on the CMS or case management system, we saw a, an increase in terms of the referrals to 31,968, and the increase there was 11,287. These are the numbers uh, that I spoke about earlier, Chairperson. Uh, you will see the distinction there, and I don't think it's necessary to repeat, but just in a in that format, you can see the numbers that I've referred to earlier. Now, we also thought it better to also share with you the COVID-19 and mandatory vaccination referrals that the CCMA received over a period of 13 months, from 1st April 2021 to the 30th of April 2022. Uh, we've received total referrals, uh, including COVID-19 mandatory vaccination, of 168,538. Of that total referral of 168,538, the COVID-related referrals were 968, which constituted 0.57% of the total referrals of 168,538 that we spoke about. And of those uh, cases, the number of metatary vaccinations were 292, which constituted 0.17% of all the total referrals that the CCMA received. For that same period, as 
uh, you would know majority of our cases are more on unfair dismissal, but this time we thought we need to uh, distinguish be between COVID and mandatory vaccination from the normal, uh, you know, unfair dismissal cases that we deal with on daily basis. And 601 out of the total of 99,219 unfair dismissal referrals were linked to the COVID-19. In other words, of the 168 that I've referred to, 99,000 of them were for unfair dismissal. And in the 99,000 of the unfair dismissal, 601 were related to or linked to COVID-19, which constitutes 0.6%. 204 of the 99,000 unfair dismissal that I have referred to were for mandatory vaccination. And that constituted 0.2% uh, of the total dismissal referral that the CCMA had to deal with. Now, still on the COVID-19 and mandatory vaccination referrals, there were unfairly by practice disputes that were referred to the CCMA. And that constituted 15,260 uh, referrals that the CCMA has received of the total 168 that I've referred uh, to earlier. Of the total 168, 15,260 were for ULP, which is unfailable practice. And of the 15,000 ULP, 147 of those referrals were linked to COVID-19. Um, and 53 of the 15,260 were linked to mandatory vaccination in the workplace. And their percentages demonstrated their choice. Uh, of those COVID-19 and mandatory vaccination referrals, we also uh, wanted to share on the unfair discrimination. And this, as you would recall, stems from the framework that we have referred to earlier. And you can see that the referrals are cutting across all the pieces of legislation uh, that we have referred to at the commencement of the presentation. All the cases that the CCMA has received, there were unfair discrimination ones, and 23 of the 2,498 referrals that the CCMA received were linked to COVID-19, and 26 of the total uh, 2,498 referrals were linked to mandatory vaccination, which constitute 1% uh, of all the referrals that uh, the CCMA received on employment. Uh, Equity Act. Now, as you may recall, we've referred to dispute prevention and workplace outreach. And uh, we are now getting into that part of the dispute prevention and workplace outreach that is responsible for awareness creating, for development of our users, for um, uh, training and all, and all those things. Now, the function is mainly to offer uh, outreach services to CCMA users and social partners nationally. We focus on capacity building, information sharing, awareness raising, and problem solving, as indicated earlier. The main objective is to provide effective and proactive management of conflict and dispute 
from workplaces to CCMA hearings. We acknowledge that a conflict is inherent. All we can do is to effectively and proactively manage it. And that's what this unit is all about. And we are doing this by conducting user trend analysis. For example, in our CNS that I've referred to earlier, we are able to see who is the most referring party and be able to uh, target that specific user and zoom in and see what is really the problem there so that we can be able to assist them to uh, look at what could really be causing the amount of caseload that they experience on a daily basis. In continuation, uh, Chairperson, uh, we offer a number of capacity building interventions where we focus on improving and transforming workplace relations. In the very trend analysis that I've referred to, you may realize that sometimes there are issues of trust, there are issues of lack of knowledge, you know, among the parties. We zoom into that and make tailor-made uh, tailor uh, interventions that will suit, obviously, these users, depending on what is really a challenge uh, in the workplace. So those are some of the interventions that we provide, and they um, can be offered between two to three days. Some of them include building workplace relations, managing conflict in the workplace, effective negotiation skills, workplace mediation skills. When it comes to effective negotiation uh, skills, person, one of the things uh, that the minister has touched on uh, you know, is orderly collective parking. And those are some of the things we thought we need to look into because sometimes there's a lack of research as we have indicated earlier that we also do as our discretionary mandate to provide research and provide the parties with upfront information during uh, collective parking system so that when they formulate their proposals for negotiations, when they approach negotiation, they are informed by both national and international standards in the uh, workplace so that they can then position themselves properly and clearly with the view to find a solution to their problems. Now, moving to the next slide, we have approximately 39 short sessions that we present and 29 capacity building interventions that we offer to the labor market. And as I've indicated, should there be a need we do customized uh, training needs. We listen to our users and get to understand what are really the challenges there. And we do effect finding in uh, assisting them. In a way, we obviously respond to the specific challenges by specific uh, workplaces without doing general approach by way of whatever we may already have um, in our uh, system. So we are able to get to the parties and get to hear from them what are really the issues. Some of them may be new issues to us, but getting into or zooming into their workplaces, we are able to then uh, bring a customized related uh, presentation that will address the needs that they may be uh, looking for in order to address the challenges that they may be facing. Uh, at the time. So our services are in all our CCMA provincial offices, uh, eight of them in total. Uh, Pre-COVID, we were relying on face-to-face. -face. Of course, post-COVID, we had to uh, develop new ways of working 
because of the restrictions that we already touched on uh, so that business continues and we had to embark on visual uh, methods of providing some of uh, the training like by way of Zoom, by way of SM Teams. Uh, and of course, as everybody may know, we experience budgetary constraints. And uh, as a result of those constraints, we were pressurized to deliver some of the intervention on a cost recovery basis. Cost recovery basis, obviously, without looking for profit, we'll just look at what it costs the commission to send out the facilitator to develop the material and everything that is related to that uh, process uh, as a cost and be able to charge only that so that we can be able to uh, service all our users. Now, the minister has already touched on labor peace and economic development. We have a unit called collective parking unit. This unit uh, is there among others to deal with the labor peace and the economic development uh, that is in the constitution and referred to already by the minister. Now, on average, CCMA deals with 4,000 wage related disputes per annum. And obviously the labor market is heavily reliant uh, on the CCMA to deal with potentially strike related matters. We actively monitor support and guide uh, parties during collective bargaining disputes. Our success rate is there, uh, colleagues, for all to see because we deploy the best that we have. CCMA director would always refer to the world-class commissioner in a world-class institution. So all the time we develop commissioners to suit the labor market needs, to ensure that we are able to respond to the labor market needs Hence, the success rate that we see on a daily basis, as and when there are such issues, as and when we deploy such commissioners uh, to go out and do uh, interventions. Now, these are the number of referrals, Chairperson, uh, uh, on this slide. You will see that we picked up three years, starting from uh, 2019. The success rate that we were referring to is reflected in this slide. You will see that in 2019, we had 1,330 uh, referrals in quarter one. We've settled the majority of those by 62%. In 2020, during the lockdown restrictions, we saw a decline or a decrease in the referrals. We only had 285. Still, we resolved 50% of those. In 2021, the same a quarter, we, see, we saw an increase in the number of referrals to 1,160. Again, we've resolved majority of those. So if you go through all these quarters, you will see in 29, quarter two, we had 1,470, 1,470. We've resolved 60% of those referrals. In the same quarter of 2020, we had 1141 and we resolved 50%. In 2021, we had 1044 referral. We've resolved again the majority of those by 57%. So you can see if you follow the slide that year in, year out, quarter after quarter, CCMA has been striving 
and really making an impact in the labor market by making sure that there is economic development, there is stability and labor peace by resolving all these, you know, strike-related disputes that would obviously have an impact in the labor market. So I, I'm not going to go through every single quarter, but at least I've gone through two where you can see, you know, the statistics that the CCMA is able to uh, demonstrate the impact that we have referred to earlier in the previous slide. Moving into the next slide, uh, these are the observations that you know I, I have referred to among others earlier. But there has been an overall decrease of the collective bargaining matters, as I've referred to, as a result of the of the restrictions. You will see there we are referring to quarter one um, of 2020. 2021, um, also for the period 1st April 2020 to 30th June of 2020. That is when we were beginning to see lockdowns and some other restrictions that the government had put in place. Uh, the initial approach was obviously to extend the existing collective agreements and put a moratorium on the wage increases due to the economic impact that the pandemic had uh, on the economy. We also witnessed a slight decline in the across the board increases uh, linked to CPI and zero base increment uh, and also below the CPI uh, because of the very restrictions and the impact the restrictions had uh, on the economy. And the focus was more on balancing job retention and increment, incre increments as economic activity resumed in 2020. I mean, we all know that everybody was affected uh, by the pandemic. The economy uh, affected everybody. And there had to be a balance between retaining the jobs of those that could still be uh, employed, but also uh, ensuring that where possible increase increments are given as far as possible. In quarter four, uh, moving into the next slide of 21-22, uh, the deferred bargaining system that we spoke about for the previous uh, quarters and the financial year uh, started resuming. Of course, there were fewer wage disputes um, as a result of people recovering from the uh, a collective bargaining uh, system that had to be deferred due to the economic um, challenges that everybody uh, experienced. Demands that were obviously uh, pre-COVID years uh, ATP increases by way of example had to be considered or were the main uh, consideration of the parties. There were few demands that were specific in response to COVID-19. For example, special allowances in respect of health and safety, danger pay and extended sick leave. In other words, the parties uh, in most cases, you know, were just on the old bargaining methods of, you know, wage increases in terms of ATP and stuff. We did not see much of, you know, uh, demands that were addressing specifically 
the or responding specifically to the COVID-19 uh, challenges. Now, our indirect contribution to the poverty reduction, unemployment and inequality through our statutory functions that we have referred to earlier at the beginning of the presentation. This is how we contribute chairperson and everybody. Through statutory interventions by way of enforcing the National Minimum Wage Act. You would know that should a person or should an employer not comply, such disputes can be referred to the CCMA for uh, compliance. We also do Section 73A, Basic Conditions of Employment Act disputes. We do also employment equity related disputes. We do Section 189 and 189A uh, of the Labor Relations Act and job saving uh, initiatives. We have also put a special dedication to a return to work by way of reinstatement and reemployment. So these are some of the uh, methods that CCMA is able to contribute uh, uh, towards poverty alleviation, uh, unemployment, and inequality. Now, in terms of national minimum wage and basic conditions of employment, all non-payment disputes by employers can be brought to the CCMA either through the Department of Employment Labor by way of compliance orders or written undertakings or by the very users of employees approaching the CCMA directly. When such cases are brought to the CCMA, we consider an ability such disputes. And of course, there's an exclusion uh, um, for those that are above the threshold of 224,000. Uh, we also contribute by uh, arbitrating disputes of equal pay for work of equal value, as you may know, harassment-related disputes, unfair discriminated discrimination dispute on listed grounds. Employment equity promotes equal opportunity and fair treatment in the employment. Now, these are some of the recent amendments to the Employment Equity Act. And in our opinion, these are also assisting in terms of ensuring that people have equal opportunities in the workplace. Moving into the next slides, uh, these are the actual figures in terms of what we're talking about. The BCA, Employment Equity, and the National Minimum Wage Act, referrals that the CCMA uh, deals with. We, we looked also from 2019 up to 2022. Uh, the employment equity cases, or let me start also before Chairperson, with the basic conditions of employment on national minimum wage. CCMA received 35,767 of those uh, cases uh, pertaining to basic conditions and national minimum wage. Act. Those are section 73A disputes in terms of the BCA and also non-compliance with the national minimum wage. Act. We also received 3,000, 
619 uh, referrals of employment equity-related uh, disputes in 2019-2020. The total of all the referrals for that financial year uh, are 39,386. Moving into the following year uh, of 2020-2021, uh, we've received 2,105 of the employment equity-related cases. Basic conditions, we've received 19,471. National minimum wage, 4,744. And in total, we have received 26,320. And, and, and you can see the figures moving up to the total up to March 2022. CCMA in total uh, received 101, 619 uh, referrals of BCA employment equity and national minimum wage uh, uh, referrals. Now, this is just a repeat of what I have demonstrated earlier, the 39,386 a referral in 2019-2020 uh, financial year of all these pieces of stages put together. Um, the referrals in respect of these pieces of, of statues uh, combined decreased by 13,000 during the following year of 2021-2021. Because in that following year, we received only 26,320. Uh, uh, referrals. And I'm sure we'll understand that it was more of the regulations, uh, the lockdowns that had to be imposed. We have then seen an increase of 9,593, where we have recorded in the following year, 21-22, when the regulations had to be relaxed to 33,571. And unemployment equity, uh, we received 8,066 during uh, the set mentioned above. And then followed by the national minimum wage uh, by 10,483. Now we contribute also, uh, as we have indicated on section 189, Section 189 are more of a, a mini-scale retrenchment. And we have looked at the years from 2019 again up to the year 2022. Dismissals related to operational requirements in 2019 22, uh, 29, 2019 and 22, sorry, uh, Chairperson, is 6,254. And in the following year, we've seen an increase. And uh, in the 21-22 financial year, we only received 3,873. And in April of 2022, only 276. And you would know April 22 is just last month. But uh, in total, for the three years, uh, we've received 18,987. On the employee dismissals, we've received in financial year 1920, 15,275, right up to the end, you will see that we've received 53,275, moving into large scales retrenchment. 2019, we have received 761, 
they increased in the following year, 21, 2021, by 1,111, decreased in 21, 22, to 480. And last month, there were 25. In total, so far, we've received 2,380. The employees that were to be affected or were affected by these referrals. In total, just moving into in total and considering the time, Chairperson, it's 434,000, uh, as you can see, the number there, 430, over 434,000 uh, referrals, 559. Now, in analyzing the retrenchment statistics, we can only report on matters that have been referred to the system. We all know that, you know, some of these things uh, are not uh, referred to the commission. And these statistics are based only on what the CCMA was able to build or that was referred to uh, the CCMA. Uh, due to the pandemic, we have seen a spike in the retrenchment activity, where we have seen a 60% increase of jobs lost in the finance day. But as economic activities resumed, uh, there has been a decline in retrenchment referrals for obvious reasons. Uh, moving into, into the next slide, we have a commendable track record, Chairperson and everybody, in mitigating job losses because CCMA was able to save up to 40% of all the job, possible job losses that you have seen earlier in the previous slides. And uh, in terms of the initiatives that the CCNA has put forward, we're working with uh, some of our uh, sister unions like Productivity SA, the URF, DTI, and IDC. We're collaborating also with the tariffs that the minister has referred to, uh, that assist with uh, organizations that are experiencing distress. That is the percentage that I was referring to earlier that we have been able to save uh, more than 40% of the jobs that uh, were to be affected um, during the retrenchment period. Now, moving into the next slide, uh, the percentage, as you can see, that we've been consistent as the commission from 2019 up to 2021. In 2019, 2020, we have saved 42% of the possible job losses. There were 779 referrals that the CCMA received. And the number of employees that were facing retrenchment at the time were 52,000. And of the 52,000, only 30,000 of them lost their job and 21,870 uh, jobs were saved. That represents 42%. Moving into the uh, following financial year, uh, we've received 1,124 referrals with possible job losses of 138,860. 
only 80,000 of the 138 uh, jobs were lost, and we have saved 58% of those jobs, which represent 42%. Into the other uh, year 21, you will see that we have received 420 referrals with a possible job losses of 46,000. We have been able to save 18,000 of the 46,000 with 28 uh, losing their jobs, which then represented 40%. So we have been consistent at around 40% as the commission in contributing towards um, you know, this, uh, the job losses in the labor market. Now, how, how do we also uh, assist in poverty alleviation, among others, in employment? We have efficiencies of reinstatement and reemployment, where during uh, hearings, commissioners uh, emphasized the issue of reinstatement where possible. They emphasized the issue of uh, reemployment where possible. Of course, there are limitations. We recognize uh, the right uh, to association in terms of the constitution, because some of the employees would say, no, I no longer want to go back to the same employer. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. That is a constitutional right, uh, which um, is the right uh, to association. Uh, if there are circumstances that prevents the continued employment relationship. Uh, for example, if it is intolerable where an employee may say, look, I, I have resigned because of the intolerable working condition. As a result, I'm not prepared to go back there. We respect that and there's nothing we can do. But also where it is not practical, you know, for the employer to reinstate or reemploy, those are some of the limitations that CCMA is experiencing um, that prevents uh, the restatement or the reemployment of, 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 of the employees. The return to work as statistics, you will know that the uh, statistics are very low from some of the reasons that I've already uh, touched on. Irrespective, we continue to emphasize the language of restatement and reemployment, but of course, uh, considering those limitations, uh, I, I, I would believe that CCMA is doing its best under the circumstances. And we are doing this uh, as part of our effort uh, to fight poverty and unemployment. And we believe that this contributes positively to the economy uh, and ideas that are envisaged in the social. Now, these are the settlements that we have been able to get on reinstatement. We've looked at the three years once again. Looking at the first year, uh, the reinstatement, we have been able to have 5,300 of those. We have been able to reemploy 2,030. The monetary ones are always high because of the limitations that we've touched on already. In the first year, uh, 59,705 of the settlements that we have done were of monetary value, with the rest uh, being of reemployment, reinstatement, 
other uh, were 5,800. Others could be withdrawals, you know, agreement on mutual termination. And in that year, we had a total of 72,835 uh, settlements that the CCNA was able to get. In the following year, you will see also the monetary settlements were high, 32,000. Reemployment, 895. Restatement, 2,574. Uh, and other, 1,504. The total was uh, 37,000. So those are the figures just to show how CCMA contributes towards alleviation of poverty, um, reduction of unemployment. Uh, and the final year is, is there, Chairperson, uh, uh, at 44,000 with reemployment and restatement sitting at 1145 and uh, 2,600, respectively. The total amount of all the settlements for the three uh, financial years amounted to 154,100. The awards that we're able to reinstate, considering uh, and take into account the limitations that we have referred to. Because some of these people, as we have indicated, would come to an arbitration and say, if you have to find my favor, I am not interested in a reinstatement. I would rather uh, take monetary um, uh, award. So the figures are there. For the first year of 2019, uh, reemployment was only 30. Reinstatement 2,221 with monetary still leading. Uh, uh, the following year, you will see reemployment was only 19. Reinstatement was 1,473 with a total of 9,248. The 2022 year, uh, 25 and 1905 respectively on employment restatement. And uh, the total of all the, uh, the, the awards uh, were 35,670, with obviously monetary still leading at 29,944. Uh, moving into the next slide, uh, job saving by way of restatement and reemployment. Uh, we are acknowledging that despite our efforts to encourage employees to opt for restatement, most opt for compensation for reasons that we have already uh, touched on. Uh, on average, 9% of the outcomes of, uh, uh, such outcomes of reinstatement and reemployment are settlement uh, during cases. 17% of those uh, outcomes are by way of awards that commissioners issue. And 80% uh, uh, awards on compensation. Those are the, 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 the statistics in terms of uh, how we got to the numbers that I've referred to earlier. Um, challenges that we have experienced, uh, if we may move to the next slide, yes. Uh, Enforcement of those arbitration awards, especially the monetary ones that we have referred to. We provide a, a assistance in terms of section 115 by working with the sheriffs to ensure that the fees that uh, are required to enforce such awards 
are paid for by the CCMA should the sheriff not be able to recover them from those respective defaulters or employers uh, during the enforcement of those awards. Um, the Rule 38 just refers to the indemnity. We've just had the meeting with the sheriff board about two weeks ago. So there is no longer an issue there. We, we saw that. Um, the targeted plans and programs. If we may move to the, yes. We, we, we have memorandum of understanding or agreements that we have entered into with some of our strategic partners, as you may see them there. Uh, ELEC, which provides support to um, SADEC. AGRI-SA, Employment Equity Road shows with the Employment uh, Department of Employment and Labor. Uh, FETOLA, that deals with capacity building with interventions at SMMEs. SANPAX, where we provide capacity building intervention as well as ILO where we do uh, training interventions. Um, we have a web tool that we have developed in conjunction with CCM and BUSA uh, to advise you know, employers uh, on their rights um, so that as far as possible, they can benefit and eliminate unnecessary disputes. Uh, that can be prevented. That is the web tool um, that you know you will see if you go to the website. Uh, it has all the information that every employer may need in order to uh, effectively manage the employment relationship. Moving into the next slide, uh, we provide free to use um, access services. Uh, in terms of templates uh, for small and medium-sized businesses in both formal and informal sectors. We support SMMEs to access credible information at no cost uh, through web tools and mobile applications. Um, and that is the web tool address, as you can see there, as well as the mobile application address that you can access to um, get the information. I think that's the last, and I hope I've made it on time, Chairperson. I think you gave me until quarter past 11. So thank you very much, Chairperson. So that's in a nutshell the CCMA contribution as um, invited to the committee. Thank you once again. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Moro. Uh, you did it on time. Uh, there was still uh, some time left for you. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, we, at this stage, then we'll uh, allow members uh, to ask questions. Uh, you can note their questions and then respond uh, to a later stage, perhaps uh, also with the help of other uh, members of uh, management. Honorable uh, Mwimang, I see your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chair. Let me... Let me can, can I ask uh, Mr. Mora to switch off uh, her microphone in the meantime? Okay. Let, let me extend the order of meetings to the 
chairman of the members of the minister and his team, and also to welcome the presentation as led by the minister. Just uh, two questions from my side. Two questions from my side, Chair. Uh, <clears throat> the, the first one relates to, to the, uh, the, the workplace transformation uh, and uh, balancing that uh, within the within the conflict of solution. These two aspects, both the workplace transformation and conflict resolution, is the core of the dispute prevention and uh, workplace outreach uh, unit. So the question that I want to pose, Chair, is how would the CCMA characterize the success of this branch in terms of developing capacity? and creating an atmosphere for conflict-free workplace and sustainable collective agreements. Uh, the, the second one uh, uh, relates also to the, to the distinct opportunities uh, uh, that are there uh, from the CCME side in driving transformation of the labor market, particularly uh, with regard to improving and enhancing uh, the implementation of labor laws as well as I said right at the beginning of the, of the presentation by both the minister and Mr. Mora. So the question is, could the responses also include the challenges and potential remedies, remedial actions? Thank you, Chair. There's a, there's a noise in your background. I don't know whether it's coming from where you are. I don't know my yes, mouth. it comes from where I am. I hope my ability to be heard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Honorable Bosov, followed by Honorable Dango. Thank you very much, Chen. Good morning to everybody. It sounds as if Honorable Moemang doing some <laughs> building or renovations. Um. My questions are specifically um, on the bargaining councils. And as we know, the Registrar of Labor Relations must on an annual basis receive reports from the bargaining councils. I'd like to know how many reports have been received and how many of these reports received exemption applications um, and what was the scope of these exemptions? And then how many bargaining councils are there? I think I heard a figure of 21, but I'd like to also know how many are in the private sector and how many employees does the private sector employ? And then how many exemptions were refused and for which sector was it and the reasons for these refu refusals um, and then how many exemptions were granted and which res uh, sector received the most exemptions. Um, I'd also like to know how many exemptions were, re were withdrawn and for which sector and for the 21-22 year, how many applications are under um, consideration and when will they be finalized? Then I'd also like to know um, 
the presenter spoke about interventions being done virtually. Can we just get a bit of feedback on how it is going and if they find it um, that it adds value to them? And then I see they speak about 40% um, cases that are finalized and assisted and so forth. But I'd like to know of these referrals that are not able to be completed within a financial year, if they carried over, how many of those carried over are able to be attended to with the extra caseload in the new year? Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you so much. Uh, Honorable Tango? Thank you very much, Chair. I am intermittent because I'm sitting in Parliament. Chairperson, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I heard that there were 4,000 cases that were settled by the CCMA. What impact does that have on collective bargaining? Uh, if they are setting, settling individual cases like that, uh, the, the issue of collective bargaining, how is that uh, positively impacted or negatively impacted? And are they actually inter interfacing with both the employees employers and the trade union movement. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Aplini. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Please forgive me for the video. No um, problem. Yes. Uh, no, Chair, mine is very short. You remember that uh, sometime last year we complained of the uh, CCMA cases which were taking a long time to be resolved. Uh, I just want to commend the department uh, this time to say that uh, at least there is a, a great improvement. Uh, and I would like to encourage the department to continue uh, improving uh, in that regard. We, we really appreciate it as uh, people who are always uh, having a lot of cases of uh, the workers who keep on coming to the labor desk of the EFF uh, to complain about a number of things. Um, yes, there is a great improvement in terms of resolving those cases and would like to recommend uh, the department for that. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Um, uh, before uh, you respond, uh, Mr. Moro and the team, um, I, I think uh, the last time we met with CCMA was uh, through a joint uh, meeting with the portfolio committee. I think it was in 2020. Uh, we commended uh, the work that uh, you're doing and uh, we continue to be impressed. In fact, we were asking the department to at least give you more money. Uh, we've seen that in terms of the transfer from the department, uh, there's more money that goes towards uh, uh, your entity, uh, CCMA. Um, uh, just, just a question for me on the app that you've developed uh, between yourself and uh, BUSA and, and, and small businesses uh, that focuses in particular on small uh, and medium enterprises. Uh, do you have a way of monitoring uh, uh, its use uh, um, so that you have a data of how many people uh, uh, log in? Uh, so that it's not just useless, uh, those that are targeted for, 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 for that app. 
are not here utilizing it. So my question is whether uh, you, you have monitoring mechanisms uh, of knowing how many people. Uh, I think the last one, uh, I still uh, feel uh, that uh, I think even the department uh, need to do something with regard to this issue to assist CMA uh, on the issue of uh, sheriffs reluctant to enforce uh, the awards. I don't know, uh, Minister, if uh, perhaps you could discuss this with your colleague, particular, maybe the justice system. Because I, I know in my previous life, I used to assist in particular uh, uh, domestic workers because they did not have a union to represent them. Uh, they would come to our office, uh, would assist them, plan with them how to, uh, uh, when they go to the conciliation stage, what they should do uh, when it's uh, arbitration. And they they used to win those cases, uh, but then employers would refuse to 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 implement uh, the, the the arbitration awards, and uh, and then it would get to the stage of uh, being sent to the uh, sheriff. And most of the time, then the CCMA would say, no, they don't have a, a role to play. So it's up to the employee uh, herself to take it uh, further. I think I remember at that stage, you even had to write to the organization of the uh, sheriffs. I forgot the name. I think it was based here in the Western Cape uh, the sheriff's uh, organization. That still did not help. Uh, I felt so bad with uh, some of uh, these uh, domestic workers. They always come to the office and there was little that we could do. Uh, but uh, I'm surprised that, uh, I mean, almost 20 years now uh, since uh, I handled those cases, there's still a problem with regard to uh, sheriffs being reluctant I mean, I think that this, uh, this should be something that must be done. Because, uh, I mean, if um, if uh, I can't pay my car, uh, there's a law for a car dealer to be able to repossess my car. And why is it uh, difficult uh, for, I mean, uh, for awards to be... Uh, honored and respected and implemented. Uh, so there, there should be a way maybe if uh, the minister could also have a discussion uh, or the department discussion with uh, uh, fellow cabinet ministers or departments uh, uh, that can come in as well uh, to address this particular uh, area. It's uh, worries. I'm, I'm surprised that it's still uh, going on even at this stage because it renders those uh, arbitration awards uh, meaningless, you know, to those uh, uh, workers. Otherwise, we're um, very happy with the with the report. As we were saying that we're happy when you tabled uh, your strategic and uh, annual performance plans in, in 2020. Uh, yeah, keep up the good work. Uh, but back, back to you in terms of uh, responses to the questions. And uh, maybe the, the DG and the minister can uh, come in at a later stage after the uh, CCMA has uh, uh, responded to all the questions. Thank you so much. Mr. Mara. Uh, thank you, Chair. Yeah, and, and thanks also for inviting the Department of Employment and Labor for some of the questions. 
uh, related to them, like questions on exemptions of the bank councils, because they are the ones that normally deal with such applications. So uh, I would ask uh, if they can assist there, because CISEME does not uh, deal with exemptions. Well, um, the application in terms of the tool that we have established uh, for SMMEs, uh, I would think that uh, we should be able to monitor um, to see the usage. And uh, every year, obviously, uh, we discuss with our colleagues. And I, I have not, as far as I'm concerned, been able to hear some complaint about, you know, the, 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 the usefulness of the tool. And I want to believe that they are using it. I may have to obviously get the direct uh, numbers in terms of the usage uh, if the system is able to show. But I'm confident that the service is being used uh, regularly uh, by small businesses because we also promote it uh, from time to time so that uh, it's another tool that they can use as and when they need issue, uh, to resolve uh, issues within their workplace, but also to learn. Um, there was a question about visual training in terms of the, the value, um, as well as the carryover of the referrals. Look, the new normal has challenges and some great benefits. In fact, what the CCMA has done is to obviously impress on the parties as and when they need trainings to try and go visual. But of course, we have accepted that we have the vulnerable uh, in particular, the trade unions that would not have, you know, online facilities. But in the main, um, there are certain uh, uh, companies or uh, users that are able, like your big mining houses, where they will then host even, you know, uh, the unions within their boardrooms and be able. And I can say uh, from our analysis, the value is there. Uh, we must just build on it, improve and keep selling it. And, you know, resolving other related issues such as connectivity issues, because those are some of the challenges, uh, depending where you are at the time. But in the main, I think there is value because it assists us, as you uh, may know, with the spacing that sometimes we have to book and pay for, uh, depending on the numbers, uh, the traveling that comes with having to run those uh, uh, trainings. So the costs that are associated with having to do training is beginning to reduce because of these uh, visual trainings that we offer. Um, we see uh, that uh, users are beginning to respond positively in terms of the uh, hybrid model that we are using. Uh, we accept that it will take time uh, before we really uh, see the high impact on it, but we are happy with the progress that uh, we are seeing. The carryover of uh, the, the referrals. Look, we have timelines within which to resolve dispute and we strive majority of the times to comply and ensure that we live within those timelines. If we don't live within those timelines, we have to obviously motivate uh, for extension of those timelines by the CCMA National Office. So there is a strict monitoring on compliance in terms of the timeline. So the carryover in terms of um, referrals, particularly, you know, the retrenchments one where uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, large-scale retrenchments. They are there, but minimal. They are being monitored, and uh, 
because of the strict monitoring of, of those, we see high progress. And I think in the main, we are really not having that much that you know is being carried over. But whatever is carried over, we live within uh, we live within a, a certain time frame so that at the end we are able to demonstrate social justice because social justice among others entails speed resolution of labor dispute. So we always have that at the back of our mind in every case that comes before the commission because of that uh, social justice principle. Uh, the 4,000 cases uh, on collective bargaining, the impact uh, on the labor uh, market, obviously without doubt, um, the, the impact is there, but with the uh, success rate that we have been able to demonstrate, uh, you would know that um, currently, other than the Sibanye gold, I think uh, the, the 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 market is relatively quiet. There are number of uh, strikes going on, but in the main, CCMA is able to assist the parties either through conciliation, but also through the Section 150 interventions, uh, which are obviously after the conciliation when we can still extend our arm to the parties and be able to offer assistance, keep on checking them. And there are instances where, as we come to know about, certain disputes that may have not been referred to us, we are able to approach the parties and offer the assistance. And there is heavy uh, reliance on the CCMA, as we have demonstrated, where parties will always come to the CCMA and say, we need your intervention. In fact, in some cases, uh, some of the parties will even seek our facilitation during the negotiation processes. They do not wait for uh, disputes to be declared before they approach the commission. And we are able to release you know, facilitators to go and assist them during the negotiations process. And in that way, we have been able to see a great success, a great uh, impact in terms of such a service where even before dispute parties would come to us. And during or in our um, dispute prevention and workplace outreach intervention, we also promote a pre-bargain um, facilitations where we will, you know, come and give presentation to the, to the parties based on the researches that we have referred to earlier that we may have conducted, be able to take the parties through their sector as to what is going on at the moment and what they may have to be careful about. And we look at both national and international standards as we have referred to. For example, we all know that the mining sector cuts across national and international. So we do such researches so that at the end of the day, when the parties you know, begin their uh, collective bargaining system, they are able to make informed decisions, uh, knowing what is uh, attainable, what may be difficult. And I think we have seen a success. And I would, I would say, you know, CCMA has really um, made quite an impact there. Uh, I think there was a question about workplace transformation vis-a-vis uh, -vis conflict resolution. I think the, the dispute prevention and workplace outreach that we spoke about uh, has really um, made some great strides in the labor market. We have become trusted with such issues that you know assist with the transformation of, of the labor market. Because one of the critical things that is obviously affecting the labor market is the rivalry of unions. You will know that uh, big employers, most of the time, you will have more than one trade union. As a result, you know, some of the things are not necessarily 
uh, as a result of the employer or the union being difficult, but the level of competition that may be existing from time to time in the workplaces. So we promote uh, all the methods that we have or the presentations that we have. We go and do two to three day facilitation processes that uh, or presentations that I've referred to earlier uh, in order to assist the parties manage their relationship because of the impact that would normally happen from time to time should there be disputes, you know, in such sectors. So I would say the impact as far as, or the success as far as we are concerned at the CCMA in developing capacity, um, it's very high. We pride ourselves, you know, for having released as I've indicated, world-class facilitators to go and give such facilitations and empower people so that as and when such disputes, you know, arise, they're able to resolve them such that uh, some of them are not referred and are, are resolved at the workplace, but that even if they are referred, they are peaceful uh, and, you know, they are dealt with, you know, peacefully in, in, in processes. So uh, I, I would say the success rate on the CCMA is very high, of course, uh, in terms of uh, uh, challenges, uh, we still experience with the example that I've given of the union rivalries, uh, but also of the new unions that may get in, into workplace where sometimes how they approach workers or how they approach recruitment, you know, is based uh, simply on wanting membership uh, at all costs. And in such a way, sometimes they are promises that, you know, are unreasonable, that are made, that, you know, are hard to deliver on. And uh, in the process, you know, uh, challenges such as unnecessary strike uh, actions are taken, you know, lack of understanding uh, sometimes on, you know, how the law works. But with our, I think, uh, DPWO in action, I think the success is there. Those are some of the challenges that from time to time uh, we experience, you know, that one can touch on. I'm not sure if there's anything that uh, I have left out. Uh, thank you for the acknowledgements in terms of improvement on finalizing cases. Uh, I'm not sure, Chairperson, if there's anything that I've left out. I think I've left out the Bagman Council one in terms of the exemptions which I've requested our colleagues in the Department of Labor uh, to assist. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Moro. I think the Department will take on the issue of uh, the bargaining council exemption and perhaps this issue of uh, reluctance of uh, the sheriff uh, from uh, uh, implementing uh, the, the arbitration awards. Uh, DJ? Thank you, Chair, and uh, and thanks to, to Mr. Murasitako for the presentation. Uh, Chair, I, I didn't and I didn't get the question on, on the exemption uh, when they, when it was asked. I, I was out. Um, on the maybe if 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 if, uh, if Chair can that question can be repeated. Um, yeah. On the on the enforcement of the awards. Um, I think that the suggestion you made that the the minister um, should maybe have a word with the with his uh, counterpart, the Department of Justice, maybe that will help. 
because we know that previously the the challenge was that uh, um, at some point CCM8 didn't have money to enforce the the awards and what we've been doing um, over the years is to collect money from conscious uh, objectors um, and then hand that money over to the CCMA so that they can be able to enforce um, the awards. Um, I, I, it's a very difficult um, uh, thing if the if if um, you know um, the sheriffs. Um, don't want to play game um, and, and we can only talk to the Department of Justice because if it was a, an issue of the CCMA not being able to pay them, um, it would be something else. But I think we've, we've addressed that. Um, the little that I understand with regards to the exemption without having heard the question correctly um, is that we don't... Um, we don't enter into that space because bargaining councils are um, they have they, they have a, they have their life of their own, um, and there's very little. In fact, government uh, plays a very little role in terms of um, you know uh, influencing the way they um, the, the way they work and the way they conclude their their agreements. The only role that we play which was outlined by the CCMA and also the role that the minister plays in terms of uh, extending uh, collective agreements um, when, when they have been concluded. So, so we don't enter into the frame of, uh, into the, fray of the exemptions. Thank you, Chair. Thank you so much, uh, DG, for the response. Uh, are there any follow-up questions, honorable members? I see all the two hands of uh, Honorable Dango and Honorable Apleni. Oh, no, it's an old uh, hand. I'm sorry, Chair. Yes, I thought this. <laughs> okay. So there are no follow-up questions, Honorable Members. I think uh, all the questions have been, have been responded to. Um, at this stage, let me then thank uh, the CCMA. I think uh, uh, Operation uh, Embusalelo is still on track. Uh, so I'll uh, ask then the minister to make a, a closing remarks and then also ask members to remain as we need to deal with the uh, minutes of previous meetings. Back to you, Honorable Minister. No, thank you, Chairperson. I don't have much to say except... Uh, to remind the honorable members that uh, they are also expected as the employers of domestic workers and uh, gardeners to, to respect the labor legislation and pay the minimum wages. That's, that's all I want to say. Thank you, Chairperson. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should conduct uh, inspections on all the members of parliament. No, at some, <laughs> at some yeah, stage, at some stage, you need to have a special project. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much, uh, Honorable Minister, uh, uh, Deputy Minister, uh, DG, and the officials of the Department of uh, uh, Department of Employment and Labour. Uh, uh, director of CCMA and the team. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you are now released.
Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you so Thank much. You, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and I remember. Apparently, it's not it's not the um, members of parliament, so we can release the officials. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you can go and make touch-ups on your speech for this afternoon. <laughs> Good luck in your de- debate. Thank you. Uh, honorable members, uh, committee secretary, can you fly? T- uh, we've got a couple of uh, minutes that we've not been able to adopt in previous meetings because of time, uh, honorable members. Uh, oh. So uh, deal with those. Um, we'll ask uh, the Enrico to. Oh, okay. Good, good morning, Chair. Good morning. I'm sorry, we have quite a number of minutes that we have not adopted. And lastly, when we spoke, you said we we will adopt them at the towards the end of the term. So for now, we have not prepared any of those because there are quite a lot. Oh, okay. Maybe we need to have a special meeting just for them. Then uh, oh. we need to look at the program and uh, maybe refer some of the. Uh, items to the next step. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, that's it, uh, honorable members. Uh, honorable member. Thank you, Chair, for just one issue related to the sister committee that is supposed to take place uh, tomorrow. Uh, we are requested by the minister that the deputy minister have to bless to postpone that item because of their engagement for tomorrow. So there won't be any meeting of the state transport meeting tomorrow. Thank you so much. <laughs> because of the noise in the background, but what I understand is that you uh, announcing that uh, the meeting schedule for tomorrow is now postponed. So, so that's it, uh, honorable members. Uh, that uh, we've now come to the end of our meeting. Let me take this opportunity to thank you, uh, honorable members, for attendance and uh, participation. Uh, thanks to the committee uh, staff, uh, parliamentary staff. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, the meeting is now adjourned. See you in person. See you. Yeah. <laughs> See you in person. Um, I don't know. Uh, Honorable Dango, when exactly are we coming back? Oh, Honorable Dango is gone. <laughs> I wanted to have a preview. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Members. Uh, meeting is adjourned. See you in the afternoon in the debate on small business development and the mineral resources. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, sis. Goodbye, Chen. Yeah.